on News Radio KMAN. David G, we need some advice from you or some, yeah. share some knowledge because Sage wants to know. Yeah. Because she knows that your wife, Sarah, yeah. got a call back for Survivor. She did. She wants to know what Sage has to do to get a call back. Do, okay, so I think they liked her uh, for like what, like you got to talk about your job a lot. Also, you're a recent grad. You have to hammer that home. Also, this is one of a hundred videos that she sent in, so <laughs> keep sending them in. It just takes that one person among probably ten that's watching videos that likes you. Just keep sending them in. Keep sending them in. Keep sending them in. And um, either I think you got to either be like I'm gonna be super funny or volatile. Okay. Send okay. in. <laughs> Send in a different, like if you're like, hi, I'm Sage, I'm Sajay, hi, ha, 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 ha. Send in one where you're like, what's up, it's me, Sage, and you know what, I'm going to start problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what, that sounds like a great way to market myself. Yeah. Guess what, I'm Sage and I'm going to start problems. And say it as problems, not problems, yeah, yeah. but problems. And tell problems people. Problems with a Z? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I start problems with a Z. And just like mix it up. You well, know? see, Mitch is just jealous because I sent in my third Survivor audition tape this weekend and he hasn't sent in any. I know. What is the story with that? See, they allow you three minutes yeah. to just tell you about, tell them about yourself. The thing is, like, it, it, there's video production involved. Or at least I can choose to be that way. So it has to be perfect. Okay. I have to script it out. I have to uh, hire a showrunner. I need a cast. And <laughs> it seems like a lot of work. You just want to do your own three-minute Survivor <laughs> episode? Yeah. Like uh, They'd be like, that guy's hired. I will say this. The one video that the one that got like Sarah picked was a was our laptop. Zoom recording of her just talking into the thing. So, that bear that. For that three minutes. For three minutes, she talked about herself. Yeah. Not three, hard for her to do, by Three the way. minutes <laughs> seems like a long time to talk about yourself. Oh, man, it Honestly, seems Honestly, when I've done it in the past, three minutes for me was not enough. Like, mm. I would get to three minutes and pass, and I'm like, I got to cut so much stuff out now. You're like, <laughs> you're like oh, man... How am I supposed to delve into the history of Hutchinson exactly. in three minutes and still talk <laughs> about myself? I was just on the history of my street. Um, well, in my most recent video, I did mention, you know, I'm from Hutchinson. And then I gave a little shout out to Jeff because he's from Wichita. Uh, I was like, you know, I used to visit Wichita on the weekends all the time, Jeff. I'm just saying. Well, like, another kiss ass. Move on. No, nah, he's going to be like, <laughs> sign her up. Immediately. Well, so here's what I would throw into my video, because Jeff Probst is a, I'm going to air quote here, a Howard Stern super fan. He is an acolyte. And yes, I mean, when they used to do the super fan shows, he was at every one. Yeah. And uh, so I would shout out Howard, hop along Howie, and say that I used to be one of his interns. Dude, that's got to score you points right there. Well, I was talking to those at the Stern Show when I was there 10 years ago. I was like, any of you guys know like a producer on the show? I'd love to be on it. And they're all like thinking, 
Like they are actually thinking like, uh, do I know anybody? I don't know. I, like, they do and they don't know that. I don't they think do. you have that kind of pull. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I would say, I like I said, I would go the opposite and go, I want to be on the show except I don't want to have to talk to Probst because his attitude stinks and he's an idiot. And I think that he's a loser. And just go for like the real, go for the jugular on him. Four annoying hosts. <laughs> Two hours. Oh, God. One, the game. Yeah! Welcome to the game, Mitch Fortner. Troy Coverdale, he is here. We haven't heard from him yet. But he's a little angry once again because of Dayton Moore and being silly oh, with his no. comments. But oh, we have David no. G. And, and Sajay Williams. What? Okay, where do we get, where do we let Troy Talk about that and let off steam. Oh, what I've, part of I've, the show? I've literally resumed uh, a reserved 440 for Troy to get stuff off his chest. <sighs> yes. He still's got the job! <laughs> yeah! He did. Troy came in here hot. Like, he really came in, me, like, I mean business. Well, I, I opened up with a sentence. I was like, have you heard what Dayton Moore, and I couldn't even finish the sentence. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw him. Walking around earlier today, particularly peeved. I've, I mean, Troy, he doesn't talk about the Royals won last night. I mean, it's just like Chris Bubik, Bubich. <laughs> since when? Um, since always Czechoslovakia. I vote. Everybody says Chris Bubik. The radio crew says Chris Bubik. I just call him. Never mind. Um, Troy has a tendency. You can't tell from his facial expression how he feels. It's the way Troy walks and enters rooms where you go, oh boy. If he walks in like a like hippie Troy, it's cool. But if you walk in like angry Terminator Two Troy, you got problems, and you better just back up. Trust me. Five three seven thirteen fifty. You've ever heard of Chris Bubich? I've never heard that. I, just, I don't think I've ever heard Luka that. Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I know that. Right. Same thing. Boobich. But <laughs> Chris Boobich's not... Boobich. Whatever. Not on the same level as no, Luka. No, 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 no. Definitely not. He's... Yeah. Yeah. No. I swear to you, Steve Stewart Mm-mm. says Chris Boobich. In his recap from last night, you can hear him say Boobich. Hmm. Who's the worst itch athlete besides Chris Boobich? Don't you dare say Mitch Fortner. No, Mitch is awesome. I'm saying last name and itch. Because whatever he is, that's like the Chris Bubich of basketball. Who is that? I have no idea. You know, there's got to be some guy from Slovenia or Czechoslovakia that just stinks. Well, there is a uh, new K-State football commit. His name does not have an itch. And he doesn't stink. He's awesome. Cameron Salas. Because it was at noon today that he announced on Twitter with a cool little short video that he is committed to the Cats. And this comes after a uh, a visit to K-State. And um, fifth cat for the recruiting class. He has not been rated by rivals yet, which is kind of a weird situation, right? Because I think that's where we all go. Three-star, oh, so he's pretty good. Four-star, this kid's great. Two star, not bad. One star, what are we doing? No stars. Are we sure this is a real human being? (laughs) (laughs) Could it be like that guy? Do you remember that kid that pretended to be um, recruited by like Stanford, Oregon, and Cal? And he had like the whole party. And then they were like, 
he was like, I'm going to state or Oregon. And they're like, we've never heard of this kid right. before. Yeah, completely he fooled everybody. Completely got everybody in in the neighborhood to buy into it. It was just recent though. Chris Kleiman and some staff they went down to a camp in Texas and they saw him, and it was like, we got to get this kid up in campus. So an unofficial visit takes place this weekend, and he commits today. Wow! So it was. It felt like a pretty quick turnaround. Now, I'll throw out the schools that he had interest from and and uh, scholarship offers from. Uh, when it comes to scholarships, Arizona State was in there, Tulane, and three other schools. That, uh, New Mexico State was involved. So, I mean, he had one other Power Five. And then the some schools that had interest in him, but no offers as of yet. Colorado State, uh, Nebraska, Tech, Texas Tech, and uh, in Iowa in there as well. But they, does not have a start rating yet? He'll have, I'm sure, an evaluation at some point. But rivals in 24-7 sports don't have that on him yet. But, you know... Chris Kleiman and the staff have been on such a hot streak lately, and they're getting the guys they want. I mean, I got a feeling if they have the eye for talent like we we think they do, probably a pretty strong kid. He's also the first, and he's a safety, so he's the first uh, defensive player on this recruiting class, and he's the first from the state of Te- uh, from the state of Texas. He's the first one outside the state of Kansas, and so you know we're still, of course, waiting for the guys. From Kansas in the top three, really just in the top 15 that the Cats are chasing to make their commitments, and we're hoping a couple of them will make one very soon. At least that's the uh, the word on the street is at least one of them will be making one very soon. We're just kind of waiting on that. He, he's listed as a safety, but if you watch him on film, he plays corner. And he's not bad. His early stuff on that film were gifts. I mean, bad passes by the quarterback, just foolish stuff, and he made the best out of it. Saw a pick six in there. He's got some strong hands. I love his tackling. He's 6'2". Um, he's never really had to go sky high to go get any footballs or to go sky high to make some crazy plays, but I think fundamentally he looks like he has the part to be a great athlete at K-State. Obviously still has another year to go uh, in high school there down in Texas. Uh, Kennedale, I believe is how you say that name in Texas. Um, but I don't know. It just, I wasn't blown away. I, I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't disappointed by what I saw. He seems like a decent player who I will say when he comes in as a freshman in 2023, I mean, there's going to be some spots open in the secondary. We have guys that are going to leave. A couple of transfers are going to leave. Josh Hayes is one of them. Uh, Sean Robinson. Those are two guys Come in as defensive banks. Sean's going to probably play some linebacker. Uh, and, of course, Julius Brintz will leave. He, he plays corner, of course. Echo Boydo, there's a chance this will be his last year. Does have another year of eligibility remaining. So a chance to make an immediate impact? Yeah, certainly. Um, but we, we've we seen, of course, K-State go transfer portal definitely with the secondary this year. And um, I, I'm now blanking. There's, there's a big – point I wanted to make and I'm blanking on it and I'm really getting upset with myself and it's making me a little bit flustered oh boy um but certainly does have an opportunity in 2023 to potentially play you're finding yourself in that point if you're K-State where okay now you're locked into where you want to be this year with guys but you've got to be looking that future development at this point and it's tough because you don't know what that roster is going to take shape as because of Echo Boydo being a great example of that. Still has eligibility after this year, 
but is he going to look to do something else? This, that's where the, the COVID changes get to play in, plus, uh, you know, just in general, the transfer uh, situation where, you know, year to year, you're seeing guys come in and be eligible right away. I love the idea, too, of this guy has not graduated yet. He's got a year left in school. And you kind of say, we feel good enough about our roster where we see a guy and go, that's the kind of guy I want to put on the team and just have a body like that. Six, two, you know, how, how, like 200 pounds as a safety, that's a big kid, you know? And you say, we can offer a scholarship because we feel pretty good at where we're at. And maybe this is a little bit of a reach, but we like his size. We like his speed. They, and they, they talked to him and said, this is the kind of guy I want on the squad, on the squad, bring him over. For, for crying out loud, Alabama had a commit over the weekend from an eighth grader. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I'm not yeah. kidding. It was That's crazy. Yeah. That's kid, I mean, kid kid even had the jersey and everything. Does that I mean hasn't played a down of football in ninth grade yet. When has that ever panned out? Has that has there been a kid besides no. LeBron James, a guy as an eighth grader no. get us I mean, the last guy I can think of is Tate Martell, and he's where is even he at? Um I do think when you start to play the game of this is the raw. This this is the people that were interested in him, and this is the offers that he had, as opposed to. I mean, it's not an impressive offer list. No, but it's one of those things where it's like, we can come up with a list of both. We can come up with a list of guys that busted that didn't have other people competing for him. Where you're like, why did we ever want that guy? And then you can go on the other side of that and say, there's a list of guys who didn't have hardly anybody come after them that ended up being spectacular football players, especially at K-State. There's a couple guys off the top of my head that I can think of. Darren Sproles only had one other offer from Power 5 schools. And Jordy Nelson, I don't think, had a really impressive list. Mm-hmm. But he is somebody that when you – like when we, when Manhattan High played against Olathe North and we watched Darren Sproles, it was apparent. It was apparent from the start, that guy's going to be really good. I played against a guy in high school as well, Cameron Wembley. Cameron Wembley was from Wichita Northwest. He was a quarterback, linebacker, safety, played everywhere. He played as a true freshman there. He played there, and then he went to Florida State, where they converted him to a defensive end, and then he spent time in the NFL. He spent a lot of time in the NFL. He played a lot. I didn't think when we played against him, like, that's going to be a guy that's going to play in the NFL for 12 years. I, I didn't think that. But there are some guys that pop, and Jordy Nelson was another guy. Jordy Nelson is a guy that when you saw him as a kid, you're like, there's no way he doesn't make an impact in college, at least. He was so fast, and then he grew, and it was like, this is unfair. But like I said, now I'm rambling, but <laughs> it's one of those things where— Well, I've tried to determine in my mind, like when I think <laughs> of Cameron Solace, what direction do I go in with the two you just mentioned? I, I go more in the direction of—I mean, to me, this is— Underwhelming. Um, I, you know, I wasn't blown away with the film. Rivals hasn't recognized him yet. Twenty four seven Sports haven't really recognized him yet. So I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like he really give a true. I have a gut feeling, of course, but I don't have like a true feeling about what he could potentially do. Yeah, you could throw out all the potential you want about every recruit K State brings in, but it just kind of has. I, I don't want to be judging anybody at this point, but I don't know. It just felt like K State was on such a hot streak, and they still are. But this feels like the uh, lowest of the, you know, lowest on the list 
when it comes to the hot streak right now. Like, sure. It, continuing on, when we continue to say like, oh, you know, hell, they've added a sixth to seventh commitment. It's going to be comparable to what K State has done with the state of Kansas so far. The last I'm probably going to think about right now is is Cameron Solis. You yeah. Know, I, but I hope he surprises me someday in the future because I'd love to be proven wrong. Absolutely. And it's one of those, like, you think about it, he should be the bottom. He should be ranked at the bottom if, if you're ranking the recruits that they brought in. He should be because he's not out of high school. And he's the like you said, the rivals thing, I'm so like, ah, when a guy, if Cameron Solis next year got an offer from Auburn, or he got an offer from Tennessee, or he got an offer from USC. His stock would go way up. It would just, it would go, all of a sudden now he's a known guy. And we've seen that time and time and time again. I'm, I'm also, like I said, one of those guys, I've seen people that weren't rated and weren't highly sought after that never panned out. And like, you, like I said, you go, what did we see in them? I'm willing to bet that this group of coaches has that a good gut feeling about this kid and is like, if we don't jump on him now and recruit him and, and offer him and have him sign with us, we're going to lose him to someone when they do find out. He's legit. And I like it. I like, the, I, I like to be proactive in my own life, and I like that. I like that idea. Let's get him. And before Texas rolls around and goes, whoa, he's in our backyard, and we like him a lot now. Because when they like him, then the rivals all of a sudden, now they've got all kinds of film on him and information. Coming up in hour two, we're going to kick off with Nigel Pack because he spoke to ESPN about his decision to leave K-State and you know how much of a factor was NIL moving on to a different program. When we come back, it is Tuesday, so my weekly top ten is after the break. Drums, please! <laughs> Sage took a peek at my list. Yeah, this is good. This is really good. Um, this is one of those beats that just won't Summer go away, man. It, what a DJ Jazzy Jeff. Shout out to him because this beat goes on and on and on, man. This has put you in the mood to just cruise. I always just want to get in the car and start cruising. Of course, now I can't, but, uh, you know, back in the day, get in the car, cruise around, look for people. This is cool, man. Look for people. Yeah. Like, you never just cruised around and, like, where's everybody at? You never did that? I don't know if I necessarily just went searching for people when I cruised. Like your friend. I mean, like your friend. If friends, I stumbled like- upon a stranger that was female and good looking, I might say something. You know. Yeah, that, now that note, take that back. That makes me sound like I catcalled, and that's something I never did. Yeah, yeah. Was not that kind of thing. I mean, like, cruise around and look for, wink, like, though. your peers. Hey. You know, your peers. Like, you look around like, where are you guys at? We're going to Wildcat Creek. Cool. I'm in. Let's go. Boom. Then you get there and you're like, oh, somebody brought beer. Awesome. We're about to get arrested. John! Police show up. Calling your parents. Bam. Remember that one ah, time that's, when that's, you... That was one of the advantages of living in a rural school district. Yeah. They're like, uh... <laughs> that one pour t- it out. You can't find them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out RCPD. Pour it out. 
Remember that one time you took a, you and some other people took a 10-year-old Mitch Fortner out to, uh, was it Annaberg, and uh, had a trunk full of beer? Oh, no. boy. No, no. <laughs> I don't remember that. Hey, Mitch's top 10 times that he was. I think that was during the summer. When, when he was with the older kids and we, uh, we should have never been in charge of him. Yeah, no, I don't. I do um, remember one time we were out. And the cops came and they were like, hey, pour it out. And they had everybody line up and they're like, who's been drinking? Raise your hand. Be honest. And, okay. And they go, you move over here. They All the people move over here. And so there was a group of about five people. And they're like, so you haven't been drinking. Can you drive? I'm like, yes. And so they breathalyzed everybody, made sure everybody was sober. And they're like, okay, so we have five cars and we have five people. You can drive. You haven't been drinking. Bye. The only thing was my truck was a stick shift. And so my buddy, Dusty, shout out to my buddy, Dusty. He's like, I can drive a stick shift, kind of. And so he killed it like three times right yeah. in front of the cop. And as he's breathalyzing, another friend of mine, the cop's like, that's eh, going to be a long ride home. And it, it, took, <laughs> it took us forever to get home. I was like, dude. And I was too scared to be like, okay, get us a little bit of ways and I'll jump it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit in the passenger side. And it took him forever. Ever. That is he, tremendous. He killed that vehicle 50 times. It was amazing. <laughs> but after that, he knew how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> he right? was great at it after that. But, oh, it stunk. The, I think the worst interaction I ever had with a, with a cop, um, it, it, it's kind of a similar situation, I guess, but um, my roommates were having a little house party. It wasn't huge or anything. Yeah. But when I came home... They were the party was already going on. There was maybe fifteen people, but a lot of them I already knew, so I was cool with it. You know, whatever. Just didn't know about it, but nobody was in my space anyway. Nice. Um, and all. The, but the thing was, a girl that was over there, she was our age. She was dating a cop at the time, and the cop knew that she was there. I probably didn't trust her one hundred percent, and did laps. No. Around the block, laps. Oh boy. And at one point, as soon as the sun went down, a partner of his and and he came up to the house and started bugging everybody. No way. And then at, I was already outside, and um, he at one point told somebody that didn't live there, we're going in the house. What? And they went in the house. Oh, my God. Dude. Did not get permission from anybody that lived there. Just walked in. And he found her there. And she's all surprised, and they're like, "All right, everybody, breathalyzers outside." Or no, they kept him oh. inside. But then after the breathalyzers, they took him. They said, "All right, go outside," and but also did a search through the whole house in oh case my. somebody was hiding. Oh my god! What and found people hiding? Oh yeah, of course, because you know. Oh man. Okay, where was this at? Concordia. Oh boy. And then I think, of course, people were drinking and. Out of the no. 15, I would say 10 got uh, MICs. Oh, oh, my God. But they were all got dismissed. They were all dismissed because that those two cops entered the house illegally. Wow. Oh, my God. I had a, a similar-ish situation where a landlord came to break up a party and walked in, and they were like, we didn't give you permission to come in the house. And he's like, yeah, somebody on the porch did. And they're like, well, he doesn't live there. And it got upheld in court. They were like, yeah, if if someone's there at a party, you invited them to the place, 
they can give consent to come inside the house. And we're like, hmm. wow, okay. I didn't know that. Um, but also, I that guy got beat up in the front lawn. The, the you know, it was, uh, the, yeah, one of the tenants beat him up. As I said, one of the, one <laughs> of the great the things. the most awkward situation I've ever seen. One of the great things about going to a rural school was, you know, you, you basically had pasture parties. Sure. And, uh, oh, gee, let's see. Everybody was on CBs at the time, including the sheriff's department. Oh, you're like, Breaker, Breaker, one nine, go to Channel 7, Breaker, Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I heard you. <laughs> Let's just say that if they were getting near, we we had a good way of knowing. Mm-hmm. Breaker, Breaker, we're not near the pasture party. Repeat, we are not near the huge pasture party going on at uh, uh, John Simpkins' party. Yeah, and about... And about <laughs> I didn't know where. <laughs> I like you to just let you go and see where you go with and it. And about two minutes Seriously later, gibberish. here comes a string of cars out of that entrance and boom. Bye scattering. bye. Oh my God. Rosencutter Road. Does everyone know Rosencutter Road here in Manhattan? No. If you go by the Bamboo Buffet, shout out to Bamboo Buffet, um, right there, Stag Hill area. Mm-hmm. If you just keep going straight, that's Rosencutter Road. And you head down Rosencutter Road and there's like the train tracks. And if you take a left at the train tracks, um, there's an intersection there. You can go get to the transfer station, the dump. But if you stay on Rosencutter, you go down there and it takes a little curve. We used to like go past the curve a bit and party right there. Hmm. And the cops would come out there and go, this is by far the worst party spot I've ever seen. (laughs) You can't get out of there without going the same way you came in. Oh, You're sitting ducks. He's like, it's the side of a road. There's people that live out here that don't like you. This is horrible. It's better that where uh, Clay Center kids partied right after football games, the high school parking lot. Oh, Oh, brother. Come on. The cops... All they would do when they would show up is just break, just guys. All right, get out of here. Yeah, Go, get. Or uh, I, I figure they maybe give you IQ tests. <laughs> you know, yeah. Go online uh, to myiq.com, take it, and then bring it back to me so I can decide if you're an idiot or not. Why would you party in the school parking lot? It's you could well go to then when that would get when that would break up. Go to then, uh, well, close grocery store parking no. lot that was already closed. No, no. Shout out to Kier's Thriftway. Did that a couple of times. Oh, oh man, come on, man, dude, that, <laughs> that's gnarly. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I want to mention something today, just real quick. Speaking of grocery stores, yeah, you you saw Sprouts is becoming the official grocery sponsor of the Big Twelve. I did not. What? And, and the Pac-12. And I'm like, okay, that's all fine and dandy except for one problem. Where do you find them? Where the hell is a Sprouts in Kansas? <laughs> I've we, never even heard of that. We, no. we I've never heard of Sprouts. Yeah, they're, a, they're a natural grocer, um, which, I mean, granted, for the Pac-12, it makes a lot of sense. Though you would have thought that Safeway or Albertsons would have been on yeah. that well before that because that's, that's their area. But Albertsons does have Boise. Um, yeah, where in Kansas is a Sprouts to be found? Dude, that is weird. Like I said, I've never heard of the grocery store before. No, Arizona-based. No, Sage says no. Okay, you got Pomida. I miss the- uh, Must have cash. I I miss the dark chocolate malt balls, by the way. Wow. Yeah, all natural grocer, but yet they had a candy aisle. 
Yeah, love it. Hell yeah. Pomida did not have a uh, a grocery section. It was like right. a oh, it was like a a more expensive Kmart. Oh, okay. So this is what you had to choose from for Kansas. You got Dollar General, you got Aldi, you got Dylan's High V, Walmart place, Pomida, Big Red. Um, you got um, Casey's. <laughs> um, what else am I missing? Uh, Ray's Apple Market. Uh, shout out to Food for Less. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Food for Less. We well, are the official sponsor. He's sitting here talking about Pomida. I know when that when that store was a TG&Y in Clay Center, oh for crying God. out loud. I don't remember a TG&Y. TG&Y. No, it was a TG&Y before becoming a Pomida. Wow. You guys remember Gibson's? You ever? Yes. Oh, for there sure. There was another one. Gibson's yeah. was right across the street of Pomida. Really? It's still open. I'm oh pretty my sure. God. I'm pretty sure it's still open. Man, I, I'm pretty sure my parents just told me this weekend they went to Gibson's for a uh, shower head or something. And yeah. the guys at Gibson's oh, yeah. are like, we don't have any of that. So. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you have toy tractors, guns, yeah. and jigsaw puzzles. That's it. We cornered the market on the jigsaw puzzles. I think if the the, the company if they want to make a big comeback and be like a make a splash in the industry, Alco. Needs to come oh. back and be like, we're the official sponsor of the Big 12, baby. You know, oh. and make a big comeback. Duck Walls. You ever been to a Duck Walls? No. That I've was, heard of it. That was an Alco, yeah. and they were yeah. always horrid. Wound up well, being co-owned at a point, yeah. Yeah. You remember when the Kmart here in town, they put in like a big TV. Oh, yeah. Like right at the front. I was yes. like, man, when that put was put in and they like did some remodeling, I was like, I think this is the place to be. I know. That up, <laughs> that upped Walmart having a McDonald's. Yeah. For some reason yeah. in my mind. <laughs> you go, this is the place to be. I was they like, this are. is the biggest TV I've seen. And they don't. They just had like advertisements on it or something, I right? know. They never played no TV. And I thought, I knew it was game over for them when they were still selling like alarm clocks and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they were like, it was in the electronics section. And mm-hmm. they're like, here you go, right here. It's an AM, FM capable. You just have the cord you put up the wall, and it's got a little... I just was going to note, TG&Y uh-huh. went defunct in 2001. Did it. Wow. So that would be why maybe not fully you remember that in Clay Center. Pomida and they Clay... Were gone, they were gone before, before then in Clay Center, I think, and Beloit. For that matter. Pomina and Clay would let me, like the people that worked there, would let me buy CDs, like with the parental advisory sticker on it, before oh, I was 17. Shout out to Pomida. Oh, I bought Limb Biscuits, chocolate starfish, hot dog flavored water Whoa. at Pomida. Dang, man. What? They, they, they would let me buy pretty much whatever. I'm going to tell you this right now. And I don't. I, bu- I bought Jackass on VHS <laughs> from Pomida. Come on, Pomida. And I was like 12 or 13. You, come on. Now that's adding to the idea that Clay Center's, you know, a little rougher. Straight up trash. <laughs> and I, you know what? I love Clay Center. I love Clay Center as a community. I really dig them. Have, I do. Have you seen the murals they've done there? Yes. Amazing. I think they get a bad rap, you know, and I'm for I'm for the communities around here that get a bad rap. I'm about building them up. If we talk about you negatively as a community, then everybody does it, and then that people start to feel that way. But if you say, you know what, Clay Center's got good, hardworking Americans there that are great people 
that are are a wonderful people, we can start to turn it around. But then you go, Pomitas giving out young to young Mitch, hot dog flavored water and chocolate starfish limp biscuit parental advisory. Come on, Pomida, clean it up. Help clean up the streets. I don't know. They went up a couple of notches in my book. After that, <laughs> that's for sure. You're like, hey, I was uh, kind of hate nine Pomida. I, I swear to you, I have a top ten list. It has nothing to do with, with cops oh. and Pomida. Oh man, we'll, we'll take a break. I still want to let Troy talk about the latest uh, comments yeah. from Dayton Moore because I know he's fired up still about it. Yeah, we'll get to my top ten list next. <laughs> Let's get to that top 10. Yeah. Sage keeping up the summer tunes. I got my first real 60. Oh, sorry, guys. My top 10 this week is why summer is better than winter. Whoa. Because this was a, a for a short time, a topic on the show yesterday. Didn't really get any argument back from anybody else. I think Sage was maybe voting for winter. Yeah, she was. But, uh, you know, this is a very serious top 10. I want to break it down why I like summer better Oof. than winter. I better not get any arguments because you'll be wrong. Number 10. Uh, number 10, it's warmer, guys. <laughs> guys. Warm is up here. Sure. Cold is down there. Yeah, boy. There's nothing. Every, like, go ahead. Sorry. Everybody that says winter is better, oh, the only reason they're saying that is because they like wearing Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> Sage totally disagrees with that. (laughs) I just hate walking out the door and getting smashed with cold. Or they like Christmas weight and snow way too much. Ah, Christmas. Big, big, big. Sage, you have anything to say? Yes, Christmas is fantastic. And also, (laughs) it's the same thing walking out into a hot, muggy outside. You know, I I don't like it smashed with hot air. Sage, shut, shut it. You don't know. That's not true. That is very true. Oh. Number nine. Guys, the days are longer. True. I mean, I can't. Those that like winter are vampires. Yes. Or uh, Frankensteins, werewolves, whatever likes dark. Number eight. Number eight. In the winter, I have a. I really struggle with dry skin. Ooh. Around the nose, uh, around my eyebrows. My hands, my feet, like my whole body just dries up in the winter. Ouch. I get itchy, need lotion. I hate it. Mm. <laughs> that is that is definitely a side effect of winter for me. Then you're trying to put on a hoodie with dry elbows. Ugh. Oh, another yeah, dry elbows uh, is another one. Man, it's it's it's, it's tough. It's sticks. tough. Sage likes dry skin for some reason. I don't get it. <laughs> Why do you like dry skin? You know, I I guess I just like dry skin. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's just a thing. <laughs> Did you say that? Did you say that in your uh, audition tape for Survivor? I'm a big fan of dry yeah, skin. Yeah, I love winter. dry skin. Please cast me on Survivor. They're like, this is the gal we've been searching for. And if you like dry skin on Survivor, cast me. I'll give you the driest. <laughs> just number seven. I don't winter. know where that's going. Put it in a winter spot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's something they haven't done yet. Let them freeze to death. There's a. Re- <laughs> oh my god! Better keep that fire going. All right, number seven. Number seven: the preparation to drive in the oh. summer. You don't have to do anything. In the winter, scrape, 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 scrape. Oh. Warm up your car for ten minutes. 
Like you got to prepare way more for the day. Brutal. Just dude. because of the season. And I'm the, I'm over it. If you don't have four-wheel drive to like I have a truck that's not four-wheel drive so I have to put like sandbags in the back of my truck. That sucks. Another dude. another reason why I got rid of my truck. Yeah. I used dude. to have to do that with my Ford Ranger. That stinks. Number six. Number six, the beer is better in the summer. Oh, and I'm wait. specifically hinting at summer shandies. I don't know why Shock Top stopped making theirs. It was the best. Yeah, baby. But it is a seasonal beer, and summertime is the best time for beer, in my opinion. Yes. Number five. Now, this goes kind of these, this was six and five going hand in hand with number four as well, but we're at number five. Summer means less clothes, people. Hey, yo. Less you got to wear to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's shorts time. Wear the cutoff tees. And with that, number three. not number three, it's number, number four, four. <laughs> beers by the pool. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. I'm a big fan of beers by the pool. Yeah. The pool in general is a great time. Right. It's better when you can splish splash your feet. You know, you're, you're shin high, just dangling the uh, limbs, mm-hmm. kicking around the water, mm-hmm. and sipping on some brewskis. Some cold uh, shandies. You don't like Leinenkugel shandy? Should we put Zach Brown Band in b- behind here? Ah, yeah. I, like, I love that song. Well, I don't need them on a Friday night. I'll have them any day of the week. <laughs> um did you say something? Yeah, the Lion Kugel shame. Oh, the, the yes, Lion Kugel. Yes, I do, but they make me burp a ton. Oh yeah, baby. What, uh, Sam Adams, Porsche Rocker. Yeah, those are good. Love those. Yeah. Have you ever heard Stiegel Radler? I don't think so. So Radlers are like beer and lemonade, and Stiegel Radler is the bomb.com. It's the blast.biz if you're if you're into that thing. Number three. Number three. Summertime is the best time for my favorite thing to do that's not related to sports. Concerts. Ooh. Start, they, the big concerts are announced like during the spring, mm-hmm. and then you wait for the big tours to come around in the summer. And we're talking not just, you know, like just one headline band, concert at Sandstone. I'm talking festivals. Ooh-wee. Festivals. And they're always during the summer. Number two. Number two. My birthday's coming, guys. And summer means Mitch's birthday is coming. Oh, boy. What are we <laughs> And it's August. I know Troy's an August baby as well. You're... January. I, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. What's it like having a winter birthday? Well, my birthday always fell on the day you came back from from winter break. Yikes. So that people was me. Were like, yeah. Because my birthday's on January 18th, oh. and that was like the first day of school this semester. And you're like, ah, oh, and everybody's like, boo. Well... It sucks. My birthday always fell on when school was getting ready to start. As a matter of fact, my 21st birthday was the day before uh, college started back up. (laughs) Oh, my God. But you know what? At least I could do stuff outside to celebrate. That's true. and, And mine was first day of classes. Oh, really? My freshman year, K State, first day of classes. Oh, my God. So your 19th birthday? 18th. Oh, okay. Dang. Let's celebrate. I was 19 my freshman year. So maybe like you went on time. I went like a little bit early Mm -hmm, uh, mm with my schooling. But finally, number one, number one, summer means students are gone for a couple of months and we can Uh. enjoy some halfway decent driving in this town. For sure. man. 
I mean, you when they leave, it really it makes a difference. Oh, I, it, and I love talking trash on the students and their driving because I always catch them always poorly navigating the roundabout. That's one. That's maybe my biggest complaint. Well, second biggest. My biggest complaint is everybody is on their phones. Yeah, it is dude. really bad. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many uh, fender benders. I saw on uh, Anderson this year. Anderson, baby, is the spot where people are just not paying attention ever. Thank God there's no roundabout there because it'd just be 25-car pileups every day. But, hey, students, I love you when you show up to games and make a lot of noise. Yeah, of course we do. Because that means you're not on the roads. No, no, no. no. That means you're making a a fun environment. All right. Enough trash talk on the students. Um, Can we squeeze in a quick break? I don't know. Do we have Troy? Do you have enough time to say what you want to say? Read the quote. Okay, we're going to do it now. Here we go. No break. Uh, Let's see the quote from Dayton Moore earlier today. Our environment is one of encouraging, one that shows the importance of exercising patience and belief and trust in one another. It's probably cost us wins on the field. There's no doubt about that. And then the uh, another part of the quote. But I think in the long run, we're developing champions off the field. And when you do that, you have a better chance to win a championship on the field. At the end of the day, I think it's really important that we continue to use this platform to grow players and help them become men and fathers and husbands and great brothers and great teammates. Mm. Troy? If it's costing you wins, and you're admitting it's costing you wins, how good are you really doing at developing them? You're telling me that you're running Mr. Sunshine's... Let me turn you down a little bit. You're running Mr. Sunshine's baseball camp for boys between the ages of 18 and 35. Is that what you're getting at, Dayton? (laughs) This quote, by the way, was on 610 Sports today. Shout out to 610 Sports. It's just blowing sunlight up the backside again. For crying out loud. None of us care about the, well, we're developing them into the quality people aspect of it. Yeah, do you think Kansas City fans care about that? They had a wide receiver for a while that, you know, before he got to Kansas City, beat up a pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> uh, do fans in general no. care about that? No. I mean, yes, we want to have our sporting heroes be better. Mm-hmm. I will admit that. But it should not be your reason for existence. You're not being paid for that. Then again, this is the same Dayton Moore who has an anti-porn, essentially, uh, edict in the clubhouse slash trips, basically throughout the club. So don't get caught with Hustler in your uh, luggage. <laughs> it's like, what do you care? Uh, <laughs> right. You're like, it's they're, not your business. They're grown-ups. Yeah. Your they're, they're grown-ups. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking Major League. Right. With, with yes. Eddie yeah. on the plane. Also, oh, now you come to him. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, with, while reading Hustler. <sighs> Yikes, dude. What a, what a crazy statement, man. It, 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 I understand faith. Sure. I get faith. One of one of the guys that, that is on the Rockies broadcast is great. 
in terms of explaining faith and explaining all of the Jerry Schimmel, who is originally from Topeka. Oh, wow. Uh, and tells a wonderful story. But that's not why the team is in existence. Wins and losses are why the team's in existence. It's not entertaining for the fans to be told, yeah, we're going to be Billy Sunday every day, including Sunday. That's not what this is about. If it's costing you wins, and you recognize that it's costing you wins, then maybe you ought to reevaluate, Dayton. Maybe you ought to look at the process and get rid of your pitching coach <laughs> for crying out loud. How about Chris Bubich last night? Hey, he did it. Got a win. Yeah. They actually how, made, how dare you say Cal Aldridge should lose his job? They look made, at the recovery of Chris Bubich. They actually got to Syndergaard late. Surprised me. The Angels over-relied on him, unfortunately, for him last night, and it worked for Kansas City. Royals play tonight. Hey! As they've won four of their last five. Will they have orange slices and Capri Suns while they're at the ball game? Hey, grab a Shasta! Royals at the Angels. Jonathan Heasley on the mound. 838 first pitch pregame. 8 o'clock. Hour two of the game. We'll talk. Uh, Nigel Pack, as he spoke about uh, his change from K-State to Miami. Phil still has named three cats as preseason All-Americans. That's next. Right now, your local news.